Right now, I want to have a conversation. This weekend, you may have saw um, hundreds of people attended a rally yesterday in Calgary. There was a similar one in Edmonton. wasn't quite as big at the legislature um, in support of women's reproductive rights and the right to have an abortion in Canada. It's all in response to um, what happened in the United States last week. Um, the demonstration, in fact, was called the Solidarity March for Roe v. Wade. U.S. Supreme Court, of course, overturned that landmark 1973 ruling that confirmed the constitutional right to abortion in the United States. And now, already, a number of states have made it illegal or brought in trigger laws that will soon make it illegal. And, um, you know, the, the right to access abortion in the United States has been removed in a number of different states. Um, so the, the question I have is, we see what happens in the U.S. and the protest happens in Canada. And I'm of two minds. Part of me thinks, okay, what happens in the U.S. doesn't happen necessarily in Canada. But at the same time, it would be naive to think that it couldn't because a lot of people thought it couldn't in the U.S. So let's get let's get a, into that conversation now with Dr. Martha Painter, who's a registered nurse providing abortion and postpartum care. She holds a Ph.D. in nursing. She's a postdoctoral fellow at the University of British Columbia Faculty of Medicine, founder of uh, and coordinator of Wellness Within, which is an organization for health and justice, a Nova Scotia nonprofit organization working uh, for reproductive justice for people experiencing incarceration. Uh, Dr. Painter, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure. It, I mean, of course, when this, this happens in the United States, it's very concerning. It's upsetting. And I understand why. And I, 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 I totally understand the concern. Just give us, are, are we um, naively com- comfortable in this country? Do we have this opinion that, oh, abortion is not an issue in Canada and it's easy to get and it's readily available? Um, are we sort of not really in touch with the realities in this country? What is the reality of surrounding abortion? How easy is it to access in Canada right now? Well, I think we have to separate the the legal question from the easy question. So, I, I, I you know, I was just listening to what you were um, already talking about about our uh, political climate right now, and I think everybody's aware that the healthcare system has been under incredible stress uh, during the COVID pandemic, which yes. continues, and we're now facing yet another uh, wave of incredible stress on the system. Uh, so in Canada, as in many places in the world, there, there are, um, issues with getting access to healthcare. And in, in Canada, the predominant issue is, uh, for in, in relation to abortion care is geography, right? So you have a huge province like Alberta and that there's, uh, a concentration of surgical abortion providers in Calgary and Edmonton. So you really need to get there to get care. And although we have medication abortion available since 2017, um, because we don't routinely teach about it in nursing and medical school, we aren't getting the numbers of prescribers that we could have. So in theory, Shay, you could have a prescriber of medication abortion in every single community health center, every family physician office in the entire province of Alberta. And... We don't because people haven't learned how to do it and aren't confident to do it. And, of course, you don't want to be doing care that you're not confident competent to do. I was really surprised to find out this weekend, doctor, that in Alberta we have two clinics in Calgary, one in Edmonton, and that's it for the province of Alberta. Yeah, that is is the situation. Um, So... (laughs) 
And, you know, that's actually the same amount of clinics that they have in New Brunswick, a tiny little province in comparison to you guys, right? In in Nova Scotia, where I practice, we have four surgical sites and we have dozens and dozens and dozens of medication prescribers across the province. So Alberta has some catching up to do in terms of simply physicians and nurse practitioners doing the work. There's no, there's nothing restricting them from doing it. They have to choose to do it. Um, so that's really what we're facing right now. And, uh, you know, that's not something that uh, a politician uh, governs, right? right? You know, you can, you can pass um, some changes to payment acts to incentivize, make it more attractive to um, be doing this care, pay people properly, basically, is what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, but you can't force anybody's hand, just like, you know, nobody can tell me as a reproductive health nurse that I have to start doing brain surgery. Like, that's just not how it works. Um, so really, we need to put the pressure on our training programs, our schools of nursing, our medical schools, so that no one is graduating without this knowledge, because this is incredibly basic care. One in three people with a uterus will have an abortion in their lifetime. So it's very common. And if, if you can imagine, you know, going through medical school, not learning about the concept of cancer or mm-hmm. diabetes, I mean, these are, that would never happen. Uh, and yet those things are less common than abortion. Um, so that's sort of where things are at right now in Canada. And of course, it's those people who are living in poverty, facing racism in the system. They are the people who uh, face these additional hurdles beyond just getting to the place. It's the cost of getting there and the things they have to navigate in the systems uh, to get to care that they're facing, right? So that's uh, the context in Canada that we have to be concerned about. But care here, abortion care is health care. It's the same as, you know, prescription for antibiotics or getting knee replacement surgery, like they were just talking about the yep. Pope. Yep. Um, so it's, it's not a legal matter. And uh, it's very important that Canadians know that um, because it, we absorb so much news from the U.S. and it, it can be very uh, easy yes. to get confused. That's the thing, Doctor, and I think we, we, we hear what happens down there. And, and you know what? To be fair, a lot of what happens in the United States does eventually make its way into Canada, but a lot doesn't. We're, we're not one and the same. We don't march in lockstep. So when you see something like what happened with Roe v. Wade and you hear, well, nobody in the U.S. thought it would ever happen there, and we sit here and think it'll never happen here, look what could... How concerned... I mean, does it raise an alarm bell for you, or is it just a, a chance for us to sort of have this conversation and... and, and you know, discuss where we are and where we're going. Exactly. This is such a good opportunity to talk about where we are and the barriers to care that remain. We've actually done amazingly well, and particularly since 2015 when medication abortion was approved by Health Canada, the Misopristone tablet. We've made such incredible inroads in terms of improving access. Uh, But as I said, there's those issues that remain. And, you know, in Canada, since the, the Morgenthaler decision, which is such an important moment in our history, everybody should learn about the 1988 Morgenthaler decision, we've, we've had about 50 um, uh, attempts by different MPs uh, uh, to have private members' bills to somehow restrict it somehow, and they always fail because of the way we've organized it, right? This is... Mm-hmm. This is care, so you can't legislate care any more than, for instance, I would have success as an MP trying to legislate, oh, well, you know, you have to have a 
mandatory waiting period for a knee replacement, or you can't have one if you're under the age of 16, these kind of foolishness. You can't do that, right? So you can't do that with abortion either. People are going to (laughs) try, and they're probably going to be inflamed by the situation in the U.S. to um, amplify their rhetoric a bit more in, in the coming months. But um, there, there's very robust systems to prevent that from happening. And overall, Canada, like 80% of Canadians are extremely supportive Absolutely. of abortion. So it's just a different, um, it's, it's a different context. And we have different legal, political, and health systems. So um, we're never going to see the exact same situation here. But we should always be watching and, and thinking about how we can improve health equity how we can um, make things more accessible. And, um, you know, sexual and reproductive health is so foundational to our well-being and our participation in democracy that it's really important that we pay a lot of attention to it and um, use these moments to make some further inroads in improving care. Exactly, yeah. It, it, it brings the conversation to the, to the forefront, and, and there's absolutely no harm in that. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for giving us a little background and some insight, and uh, I appreciate your time. 